hello right act cool because right now i'm going out to buy a couple of milk packets and i'm pretending that i'm talking with you on the phone we'll get to why later but i just have to warn you before anything else if you hear weird noises in the background chalk it up to the weird weird people that live in my apartment and not to me i myself am a patently unweird person right so since we've gotten that out of the way this is the prickly opinions podcast i am mukundan alexander and in this special first episode we're going to see why i started the podcast so in essence i take a lot of walks right i have to run errands for my house that's what i tell people so they think i'm doing something but most of the time i'm just walking around with no reason because i don't want to be stuck inside my house and in these walks i sometimes read the e paper on my phone sometimes i listen to other podcasts and uh and consequently i am so overcome with uh intellectual thoughts of such a deep nature that i end up talking with myself and and when someone walks around your community talking with themselves tends to set off some bells singing even in the sanest of people so i've decided that every time i'm walking i'm going to put some headphones on and pretend i'm talking with pranodius or someone so people don't look at me weirdly i'm not, i'm not i'm i'm already close enough to ted bundy as it is i don't want people perceiving me that way any more than they already do so yeah that was an unsettling introduction but that's what you're in for if you feel sick to your stomach i'm giving you permission to leave this podcast right now look i don't say this out of arrogance but the odds are of the 14 people who are going to be listening to this entire thing out of pity for me or some misplaced sense of gratitude 90% of you aren't going to get half the things i say and of the 10% of you who do get it 90% of you are going to be outraged by 99% of the things that i say but you have to understand that the title of this show is prickly opinions it's not pleasing opinions it's not pleasant opinions uh, you might say it's not even smart opinions it's not well reasoned opinions but these are the opinions that i feel when poked when prodded will give us some semblance of the truth and by truth i don't mean a universal truth i mean the version of the truth that captivates me the most so i have to warn you that you may be enraged outraged by some of the content being discussed and i would encourage you to show it to more like minded individuals like yourself uh, you can all you can all start campaigns against me just make sure you spell my name right right enough prattling on about general features of the show in my defense it is the first episode though, so this one's mostly just business but we do have one item on the agenda for today 
and that item has to do with one of the things that i find at least my generation has no respect for and that is the art of diplomacy now i don't know how many of you remember but the town of wuhan i shouldn't call it a town the 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 pretty enormous city of wuhan in china was has been in the news for the past couple of years that's i'm i'm talking pre covid times you might think it's about like 100 years ago so what was so special about the city of wuhan even before it gave birth to possibly one of the most disruptive viruses we have ever known to answer that question uh no why answer the question let's see if i can rekindle some sort of memory in you maybe some of you have heard this phrase it's it's called wuhan spirit is bandied about a lot by the ministry of external affairs in our country that was because this is where india and china held their first uh, so called informal summit between prime minister modi and president xi president xi had actually chosen wuhan specifically to show how to show the world how china had progressed that that unlike india where growth was uh, restricted only to the four metro cities in mumbai in particular china had several dozens of these mega cities that that, that they developed so people knew beijing uh, people knew shanghai people knew hong kong but they did not know wuhan so with that specific objective in mind uh, president xi had actually chosen wuhan way back i believe it was in 2018 right so this this was at the time this was seen as a huge master stroke in diplomacy between india and china uh, it, it was obviously important there are a lot of important issues on the docket like trade you'll remember this was this was in the background of the trade war that the us had started with china so india was sort of caught in the middle with that so that was on the docks and most importantly though we have two nuclear powers here two preeminent militaries in the world the people's liberation army and the indian armed forces and they had this border issue that was it's particularly strange so we've had long standing border disputes with pakistan but but at least there's clarity on who has control over where we have this thing called the line of control we contest mutually over specific areas in kashmir and the like but we do know the line that the two militaries are never supposed to cross simple reason is if you cross that you get shot and then it escalates so all sorts of bad things happen the problem with china is there isn't even enough clarification on the line of actual control between india and china they leave the boundary disputes that that's for another day that is probably not going to be resolved anytime soon but but when two nuclear powers are involved we should at least have clarity over who is currently occupying which area we should at least delineate a proper line of actual control and we don't have that with china It becomes concerning because so far the fights that we've had have been with sticks and stones what if it escalated to a gun what if it was uh, something close to an election and and either of the governments decides that this is an opportunity to rack up some votes out of patriotism so that might blow up into a full scale skirmish once a small battle starts you have no idea when it will escalate and how much and like i said that those two words nuclear and weapon should really be enough uh, for us to stop having this discussion so 
this this Wuhan summit was very important, and there was there was a photo that I remember of of the Prime Minister and President Xi standing on a houseboat and just looking at the skyscrapers and hashing things out like two brothers, and it it was a huge deal at the time. And what was strange was not a single concrete agreement came out of that summit on any of these fronts. There was nothing on. I mean, in 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 fairness, they did call it informal. but you would think at least the stage would be set up to do something nothing was done they didn't do anything for trade they didn't do anything for the trade war with the us they most certainly did not do anything military wise so 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 people were uh, a little cautious about what they thought now fast forward one year in 2019 it was india's turn to throw out a blowout for president xi like he had done in china and that was when prime minister modi chose mahabalipuram now you might say that's because there was a beach there you might say that's a lovely place uh you might say that people were bored with going to goa and the government could have saved some money by coming here there was that whole photo op of uh the prime minister cleaning the beach and his poem and all sorts of nonsense like that but i think it had something to do with the fact that uh we we in tamil nadu have been sort of a last bastion for rationality in this country that we've refused to totally i won't say not at all but totally bowed down to the rise of the saffron elements in this country so 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 to woo the people of tamil nadu this might have been the carrot as opposed to the stick that i feel we have eminently headed our way but that that that's a lot of domestic politics i promised you diplomacy so we had another informal summit in mahabalipuram it was excellent from their perspective they got to take their photos uh they got to say that they were both committed to world peace without any obligations or expectations of some kind of agreement whatsoever forgiven so we had wuhan and we have mahabalipuram nothing was resolved with china we got a lot of plenty of good photos i have to i have to tell you this uh, it was great that the president of china visited chennai on his way uh, i was one of the people lucky enough to be at an airport during the time and i saw both of his planes there they were a sight to see you should have seen them i I I will uh, digress a little bit here and say I feel sad for the kids who will be in their prime in terms of competitions for the next 2 to 3 years they won't have the pleasure of traveling in an airplane with your friends and going to a competition that's just that's a real shame but anyway coming back to our point this this Wuhan and Mahabalipuram with China isn't an isolated incident there's a, there's a scary trend of Indian diplomacy headed towards this extremely unproductive arena of just having blowouts with other leaders other populist leaders avoiding any any i i feel like a, a sincere effort isn't even being made to reach an understanding with these people i i appreciate the the permutations and the combinations of demands that they'll make the intricacies of international geopolitics of trade of economics i appreciate all those but but if we aren't even trying then then that says more about our general uh, cynicism than the nature of the problem itself so it's it's very troubling that we aren't trying at all that that's one point but but the, but the trend extends far beyond china you you see the blowouts that uh, you you'll remember the howdy modi event i i believe i i actually had exams that day and i i sat up to watch it it became quite famous because they wouldn't let hasan minaj in uh despite him being an indian american just because he taken unpopular stances on the government and inside the theater 
at which this was going on they actually played a video of him featuring him as an indian american that they were proud of so it was very very strange remembered for that but what happened a few months afterwards was the namaste trump in the event in ahmedabad which was notable for inaugurating the biggest cricket stadium in the world and uh, people were people were very quick to criticize trump for the way he pronounced sachin tendulkar i didn't see anyone pouncing on our government for for all sorts of nonsense that they they, they invited him over they did not make any significant agreements they constructed a wall in delhi just to hide poor people while trump visited all this was noted by the american press and criticized widely there as well so some shameful things happened and like i said in in general the attitude of nda2 towards the mea has been good on the surface i'm i'm a big fan of uh, mr s jayashankar i believe he is one of the most quietly competent people in this country he was one of the best foreign secretaries that we had and i believe right now also as the minister of external affairs in the background he's milling away doing an excellent job but i believe that the the, the defect in leadership is, is it's something beyond his pay grade uh, i think we need to have a much more constructive attitude towards foreign policy that's the first point right uh, i'm probably going to be slapped with the sedition law for this that section 124 i won't serve one day in jail on the plus side no there is no plus side i won't survive in jail i probably won't put this podcast up right the the second point with diplomacy is it's, it's very ironic that uh, the 2015 climate accords that they signed in paris the the sheer number of people who went to paris for that from all corners of the world the amount of flight travel that they did and the amount of emissions that created in itself is probably going to be about uh, 1000 or 2000 times the amount of emissions that bhutan gives out per year so this is very very ironic and laughable that uh, delegates attending a summit on saving the environment should leave such a trail of destruction behind them so in the current context of the international coronavirus pandemic we've had a lot of summits that are being conducted online we we had this very early summit that the prime minister held with uh, sark nations that that pakistan totally snubbed i thought that was a cheap shot and i i really did think that was one of the more constructive engagements uh, reviving sark that was one of the most constructive engagements that uh, india too had taken in in terms of foreign policy so i was a big fan of that but but uh, we had other summits as well uh, we had the leaders of the eu talking we had the g20 summit now the g7 summit is also slated to be held online virtually plus four nations that have been invited india south korea australia and i'm, I'm unsure what the other countries is russia right russia expelled from g8 turning it into g7 has actually been invited back i don't know in what capacity so the point here is these these summits do have benefits uh, such that it it lead to a significantly lesser amount of pollution and it will be much more logistically easier on the uh, foreign affairs ministries of each country to organize these you'd think that it would lead to a much more productive era of diplomacy in the world but 
my experience in diplomacy or at least my significantly limited experience uh, of having attended some deeply mediocre model UN conferences tell me that it's not as cracked up as it's made out to be so the a, a very significant point of having these face to face summits is that leaders feel comfortable talking to each other uh, the the secret service agents or the special protection groups would have scrubbed the entire venue Uh, made sure there aren't any bugs and uh, they they feel comfortable talking with each other being real with each other saying things that they wouldn't necessarily want their people to hear and it, it helps them reach an agreement that aspect is shaken out when it's virtual anyone can record you at any time no no just just think how the world would react if if donald trump and kim jong un had a conference session about denuclearization both of them admit things that they don't want the world to know and that is somehow hacked or released by a whistleblower it becomes a serious problem that way we already saw in the uh, g7 summit in brh i believe how some world leaders uh, the the netherlands pm and justin trudeau and emmanuel macron made fun of trump behind his back and Uh, Boris Johnson treasonously stood beside them and also laughed so so leaders are already apprehensive about this sort of thing about being overheard and those views being broadcasted across the world is already been very difficult for them with Trump to be a little more sensitive so so the actual leaders who are going to be calling the shots will be very very uh, very very ginger about approaching these virtual summits is very important to understand because there are a lot more risks so we need to come up with a foolproof way to hold virtual summits because the the old system isn't really worth going back to it did have the benefit of face to face contact but 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 barring that one advantage it had a lot of disadvantages that outweighed that one advantage so the old system isn't worth going back to and we need to figure out a way to earn the confidence of world leaders when we have these virtual summits uh, that's it for this episode i'm out of breath Uh, I've been a little more loud many people have been jogging and staring at me even people who have been talking weird stuff on the phone with other people have been staring at me so so I I believe this is uh, the right time to end the episode I will see you in the next episode when I have the strength to walk again that will be in about a decade right see you uh, also Uh, this this is going to be published everywhere it's going to be on apple podcast it's going to be on google podcast radio head i don't know any other podcast apps you know the drill so wherever you get your podcast you can get this i would encourage you to subscribe and uh, have me showing up on your notifications every once in a while it's not a bad thing right bye for real this time